Speak seductively. Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle Cannon, erotic fiction author, naturist, and swinger. And I'm Lily Cannon, book cover model, audiobook narrator, naturist, and swinger. And you're listening to the Speak Seductively podcast. I have an erotic fiction series called The Photographer's Story and over 15 erotic novellas on Amazon. Two themes in my work are the promotion of a sex-positive lifestyle and the development of strong, sexually confident female characters. My writing has been described as slow foreplay, building until the reader is breathless with need. You can find my novels and short stories on Amazon. They're all free with Kindle Unlimited. We want to welcome you to another exciting and informative edition of Speak Seductively. We use this platform to promote other authors, talk about sex and relationships. Please be aware, we will be discussing adult topics from sex to the swinging lifestyle and more. Our approach is always classy, but be ready for frank conversations. Our guests are frequently erotic authors or those in the lifestyle. Hey everyone, this is Kyle Cannon. And Lily Cannon. And welcome to another, actually I should say a very special episode of the Speak Seductively podcast. I have an amazing guest with me right now. She is talented, multi-talented, multifaceted, and gorgeous. Um, my guest tonight is Lily Cannon. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here on the podcast Speak Seductively. I've heard so many good things about <laughs> it and that the hosts are really amazing and um, hot. Yeah, yeah, they are hot. The guy, the the woman is much better looking than the guy. I I have to admit, but <laughs> no, really, I'm super excited to be here and um, talk to you guys tonight, and just with me and Kyle. Yeah. So why is Lily on the show today as a guest? Um, and that that's because we're starting a new venture, and actually, it's not a new venture. It's something that we've been doing for a long time. Only with each other. Only with each other. (laughs) As opposed to other things that... We do with multiple others. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, I am starting a new adventure doing audiobooks. And we say that it's something that we've only done with each other because I have done audiobooks for the Kyle Cannon fiction series. Um, and I am starting to promote, uh, reading books for others. Yeah. So if you've been following our podcast, you know, I, on several episodes, I have shared, um, chapters that Lily has read out of some of my books. Um, right now she's read quite a few, but, um, we started getting a lot of requests from other authors for mm-hmm. Lily to, um, do their audiobooks. Yeah. And if you follow along on Twitter and other social media accounts for Kyle, you would notice that I've also done bedtime stories and other things. So I have done quite a bit of reading of the mm-hmm. um, stories that he's written, but we're opening up that talent base to others and anyone else who has stories that um, they would like me to narrate. So tonight we are just going to... Um, talk to me as yeah. if I am a guest. <laughs> well, and, and I wanted to treat it like she was a guest because mm-hmm. we've got a lot of information to share in, in a short time. And 
If you have listened to the books that she's done for me, you know that she is incredibly talented and has received a lot of excellent reviews. And Thank if you, you haven't listened to the books that she's done, why? Um, yeah, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> so let me go ahead and start. We're going to treat this as much like a regular interview as we can. If you hear kissing, it's because I'm kissing her. Um, <laughs> Yes, that's what we do with regular interviews. <laughs> we do. We that's do. why we don't do many live in-person interviews with real guests. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the first question is, if you're an author and you're looking for somebody to narrate your books, um, that's a big deal. I know it's a big deal for me because you're letting somebody give your books voice. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, why should authors trust you with their work? Um Can you tell us a little bit about your skills and talent for narrating? Sure. So they should trust me with their books because, one, I am a voracious reader. And so I love books of all kinds. And I I think since I was a kid, I have loved reading books and I have loved getting into characters. And so that goes into a little bit of my, I guess, training, you would say. So I have a background in performing and theater and um, going to school for those kinds of things. And so I have always loved creating characters and and acting. And so narrating books gives me that kind of outlet. And I, I really love... Um, lending a voice to these characters that authors and, and I know authors have painstakingly taken time to develop these real people. Um, and sometimes not people and sometimes mm-hmm. aliens and, and other <laughs> characters and other creatures. And, um, so I really enjoy taking that and, and giving them a voice and giving them, um, reality. In, in a way. You, you keep talking about giving characters a voice mm-hmm. and you, you have been complimented about your, your voice um, several times. Part of your training wasn't part of your training learning to use your voice and to project and to emote. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, going through any sort of performance based training, everything is about how you present yourself on stage. So yeah. Um, but creating characters is, is something completely different because not often you are giving characters uh, an accent or a um, a different voice. Oftentimes you're performing and you are using just your own voice. And so I think reading books and narrating books gives me the opportunity to um, take all of these different fun voices that I like to do and and use them and use them in the same story. And so what I really enjoy doing is figuring out how each character sounds. And so I I will change my voice slightly for different characters and male voices and female voices and creatures and, and aliens and other, other characters that I have read. Um, I try to give them all unique sound. So mm-hmm. because when you're listening to an audiobook, it's hard to discern between different characters unless the person reading it is giving you that that sound. And I guess that's that's kind of where I was going. The first audiobook you did for me, and I, and I've seen you on stage before, so I know your your skills. But the first audiobook you did for me, I was so impressed with the different inflections that you gave and you made the characters come alive Mm -hmm. and and it was 
as a, as an author, I, I loved it. That was so exciting for me. I think the next best thing would be to have a movie made out of <laughs> one of my books. Um, yeah, I love creating those characters, and I love performing as them, and and being able to hear them um, have life is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we talked already about um, what got you started narrating books. That was basically mm-hmm. I begged and pleaded for you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, my my next question is, um, you've been narrating my books for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and I'm curious, and I'm sure other people would be curious, why why have you decided now to take on other authors? Uh, I think we have developed more of our brand. So we have created this Kyle Cannon fiction uh, uh empire. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to call I it. wish. <laughs> um, but we've done the podcast and and I think getting to know more authors mm-hmm. has helped me decide that I want to share that skill with them as well. Um, I, I think it was just doing this podcast and talking to other authors. And one of the things that's missing is a way for indie authors and self-published authors and um, authors who don't maybe have the means to be able to um, find somebody to narrate their books that, that I can do that for them Mm -hmm. and that I can offer something like that to um, some of those indie authors who may not have had the chance before. Yeah. And I know as an indie author, price is is always important, but artists need to get paid for their work. And um, I I think, you know, if you're an indie author, you should contact uh, Lily, contact us, and I'll have information for that um, to talk about how we would price doing your book for you. Um, Mm -hmm. But we do really try to target the indie author audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Not that I would turn down anything else, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, I mean, right now we're, we're trying to help out the indie author community. So you do Harry Potter books? (laughs) Probably not as much justice as (laughs) the, uh, you know, famous people who have, I think Daniel Radcliffe himself actually Mm -hmm. narrated one of them. So I'm pretty sure, you know, no one's going to be knocking down my door to, uh, narrate some of those. So I don't want to forget this, but uh, I have uh, my intention is to put some excerpts in of books that Lily has read. Mm -hmm. And um, we we talked about accents and inflections. So I'm going to try to include that in in this, but those will all come at the end of the uh, interview. So Mm -hmm. you'll get you'll get a hodgepodge of stuff. Oh, that's fun. But so um, you've you've read a lot of my books, but can you you also have started reading for other authors. I can have. You, can yeah. you tell us a little about, well, just tell us some of the books that you've narrated so maybe people will go find them. Okay. So with your books in particular, so in the, the Kyle Cannon canon, <laughs> uh, um, I started with My Bound Valentine, which is actually something that we wrote together. Right. And so I think what came out of that, the narration was, well, I wrote some of it and you wrote some of it and I wrote from Lily's perspective and you wrote from Kyle's and uh, I I just kind of naturally fell into it was narrating an easier it. One yeah, it was an easier do. one to, to read. So um, Because the moaning was all yours? <laughs> because I created it. Um, we did Naughty Christmas Cards, The Succubus Queen, um, and 
I, I feel like I the resort the resort um, um we've done um the novel uh or the the novel over, series overexposed overexposed um so yeah there there's quite a few in the Kyle Cannon series of books <laughs> that I have lent my voice to um and and each one of them is fun and different and entertaining in its own um but then picking up um one of our favorite indie authors and someone who we've interviewed a couple of times on the podcast, Eileen Tremel, um, she had come to me as one of the first saying that she wanted one of her books narrated. And so um, I just recently finished hers, which is Genetic Match. And that was so much fun to do because there were... Um, that's where I keep coming up with the alien thing because there are multiple alien characters in it. It's a, it's a sci-fi um, erotic novel and, or a, a short story. And so that one was really fun to do. And then um, I am just starting work on Kristen Lance's book. Um, it is the bed and breakfast an MMF erotic novella. And um, I will be starting on that in, in the next few days, actually. So um yeah, those those are two that I've been getting started on, but we have gotten quite a few other requests and we're looking at things. And so um, it has it has gone well since we have. Um, since we started. Yeah, since we announced that I was going to be doing this. I, I think it's one of those things where we didn't anticipate jumping in into this. Um, we'd actually, to be honest with everybody, and we try to be really honest um, it's something that we had an interest in, but um, we're like so many other indie authors and independent independent people out there. We have day jobs, right? <laughs> and we want to do this in a quality manner, mm. and we just needed to get to a point in life where we could set up a decent studio, and Lily could actually take some time in the uh, Kyle Cannon sweatshops. Yeah. <laughs> and I have, I have set days for myself and yeah, so I, I work um, an actual full-time job. And so I had to figure my schedule and to make sure that I set aside time specifically for reading and doing this because I really want it to be something that um, is, is, useful to other authors. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to just sit down and, and throw together some narration um, and call it good. So, I mean, what Kyle and I are really trying to do here is that we give quality product. So I'm not just like sitting down whenever and just reading some some stories. So I think one of the biggest <laughs> things for me when we did our first audiobook was that I didn't know the process. And I, I will be honest, I, I've heard horror stories about ACX, the company that does Audible with Kindle, um, but they're actually not that bad to work with. They have some very stringent standards for editing, and that was that is something that we want to make sure that we meet for all of our authors, otherwise mm -hmm. we're not providing them anything they can use. And that's something to note, that I do the narration and I will sit down and put my voice to the stories, but Kyle's the one sitting here and going uh, <laughs> minute by minute and <laughs> editing the audio files to make sure that they pass ACX's stringent rules. So that is something to note, too, that, that the two of us work together on this just like we do everything else. So that, that gets me to my next question, which is kind of long. As an author... 
I had to figure this out on my own because we were doing our own stuff. But can you give a quick rundown for people who are listening? What's, what is the process you go through once an author contacts you or contacts us? Sure. Yeah. I'm going to ask for the book, obviously, um, because I need to get familiar with the characters and the story. And I want to give it a read through once through. And then once I do that, um, I would ask to schedule a Zoom call with the author just to make sure that I am pronouncing character names or settings or locations or any anything that I would need to know how to pronounce. So I'm going to highlight all those things. And then when we meet for the Zoom call, I'm going to ask. Um, the other thing is I'm going to ask about if there's anything you want to hear with any of your characters, like you expected them to have a Southern accent or, you know, something really specific that if I don't pick that up while I'm reading it and I don't hear that myself as, as a reader, then I'm going to ask, you know, is there something that you really want your character to have that I Welcome to Speak Seductively. If you were listening and would like to support us, please follow the link to make a donation. Our goal is to bring better quality and more guests. Your support always helps. I need to make sure that I, I give them that voice. Um, and, and just in general, like, tell me anything that you want me to know about the book. Um, so then what we do is review what you need um, to be accepted by ACX. So um, this goes into what you're going to need to section your book off and um, set it up and, and set it up for me to be able to read it properly. So files for each section and chapter, retail audio sample, opening credits and closing credits. Um, and that we all send to you in a very detailed mm. format. Like, <laughs> And as an author, you're not separating a ton of things, but you need to understand that for the audio book, ACX wants a completely separate audio file for opening credits and then a completely separate audio file for each section or chapter after that. So if you send us a book or a novel that has 20 chapters, you're going to have 20 files sent to you that are um, individual, audio, individual files. audio files of those chapters. And that is the way it has to be submitted. Um, and then one audio file that says the end. Yeah. <laughs> because that one always gets me. Like there has to be a completely separate audio file for the end. Technically, technically, you could probably say more on that. But we've learned working with um, ACX that keeping to the keeping to the exact standard that they say. So um, the directions for the uh, closing credit are, are to have the narrator say the end at a bare minimum, but they also don't <laughs> like more. So gotta love it. Yeah. And, and really it's for the purposes of getting your, your book approved as quickly as possible. So if we follow everything that ACX says to the standard that they ask, um, it's more likely that your book is going to get approved faster. So, um, then I will begin reading it and, um, it takes me about an hour for 7,500 words. And so to, to put that in, in an, an audio file. Mm -hmm. So, um, it just depends on how long your book is, how long it's going to take me. And if there's, you know, a, a lot of different voices and, um, if there's a need for me to go back over something or, you know, if I, um, get tongue tied or whatever <laughs> it might be, it might take me a little longer, but we've, we've kind of timed it out with, 
all the other audiobooks that I've done and about an hour for 7,500 words is pretty average for what I, what I take. Yeah. Um, so then we start editing the sound files for ACX requirements. And then that is, that is very time consuming because you have to take each file individually and it, and there are set standards that ACX has as far as noise floor level and a bunch of other things. And I, I also work with the, the voice, um, so that, that there's a good timber to the voice when you're listening to the audio file. Um, but Usually, you know, when Lily hands me an hour's worth of file that I'm going to take probably an hour editing that file, maybe less. Yeah. Um, So then we check the files with ACX on their studio check um, to make sure that we have completed them correctly for the editing. And then we will email those completed files to the author. And then we'll also give you directions and be here to support you um, while you are sending that into ACX because it is... It is your audiobook at that point to then um, put into ACX and get them to approve it and then have it available mm-hmm. for purchase. And right now, ACX is telling authors that it will take about um, three weeks to get 10 days to three weeks to get their uh, book approved. So, you know, we're, we're with you during that time and make sure you get everything set. I, I will say we do this process. Um, it tends to be a little easier, but you can also contact Lily directly through ACX mm-hmm. and I will put the link there and they have, if you were to do that, then we were, would be able to directly load your files to your book for you as the producer of it. But to be honest with you, I prefer doing it this way because, um, we are able to give you the author the files and if you ever decide you want to pull it from acx to publish it somewhere else you have the files and they they're set for very stringent standards mm-hmm. um so i mean that's pretty much the process mm-hmm. and and we can help you and we've obviously you know put quite a few books up there on um audible so we do have personal experience with it and know what it takes so we will we will help authors and walk you through that process so I, I do have a couple of fluff questions for okay, you. Okay, um, <laughs> please do. The the big one, um, what do you like about narrating? What, what do you get out of it? Uh, I'm a performer. And so I I love being in front of an audience. And this is just another way to be in front of an audience. I obviously don't get to... That's just a nice way of her saying she's an exhibitionist. <laughs> I really like to perform. Um, <laughs> well. That's um, a loaded, loaded response. I know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this is just another... This, this is another acting gig for me. Um, this is another way that I can be with characters and and have have fun being other people um i really enjoy that so besides the ones that just live in my head um (laughs) these this is my way of being other people and performing as other characters um and not getting looked at funny (laughs) i'll still look at you funny okay thanks so um what is the toughest thing for you about narrating um it it takes it, it it's actually exhausting um and that's a funny thing to say and for for me to even explain how that 
how what that even means like what do you mean you're just reading a book out loud like why is that exhausting well, um, I, I would just say to anybody who's listening sit down with a book read an entire chapter out loud yeah just and, read it and out see loud how tired you get right and read it out loud in a way that you are changing your voice for characters and um it it takes a lot of mental uh concentration and like capacity for me to keep all my voices in my head um <laughs> like my own personal ones plus the ones that i've given the characters um so it it does it takes a lot of strength to be able to sit here and and i have the book in front of me i have the um my audio recording going on another screen and I am, you know, paying attention, making sure and, and, and really when I mess up or I stutter over myself or I get words wrong, I have to delete what I've already read and then go back and then re-record and try to remember like the exact way, tone. the tone and the way that I was saying something because I don't like to delete too much. Um, and then reread because that just takes a long time. And so, um, I have to get myself back into like the, the correct, but she um, does rhythm. because she's such a perfectionist with it. <laughs> I do. I do. Anytime. And it could, it could be a really small stutter or I could trip up on words or I could jumble some things together. And even if it would, it would be a very slight thing that would probably most people would miss when they were listening to it. I will still go back and delete it because I'm not going to have, um, something that I put out have even just a, a slight error. So another question I'd have, and, and this also, if you're out there trying to read a chapter out loud yourself, um, I, I couldn't keep my voice and mm -hmm. do that for that long. How do you keep your voice healthy during the course of a recording? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, tea and um there's a throat coat tea and if any other performers are listening to me that's kind of a, a a joke thing among performers that there is this this particular kind of tea that's called throat coat um and it's it it has uh lemon and honey and you know things already in it um that are really soothing and so that's one thing i just i have i make sure that i have plenty of um, things to drink while I'm in here, um, recording and, and I do, I take breaks. So, um, it gets really warm with all yeah. of the equipment yeah. and, and like a small room that we're in. And like right now, like I'm starting to sweat right now, um, <laughs> doing this podcast because it, you know, we can't have ambient noise. We can't have other things like, you know, you can't just have a fan going in the background. You know, I don't mind at all if you just take off your clothes. So. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Um, so you can't have those things. And so I can't have just like a fan blowing on me because that's going to mess up the recording. And so I take breaks. Um, and it is actually funny. There's been several books that you've read wearing a neg negligee because. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was um, a a room that we used to have a studio in that was, it was literally a closet. Um, like not even, not even joking that it was a walk-in closet, um, in a lower level of, of a previous house that we had. And I sat cross-legged inside this closet and narrated, I don't even remember which book it was. I think it was a succubus. <clears throat> I think it was, I think it was, um, because it was the best space for me to have, mm -hmm no noise. And, um, it was, it was like the quietest space I could possibly find. And so we set that up as a recording studio and yeah, that was uncomfortable, but it got the job done. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
I appreciate your coming on the show as a guest. Oh, thank uh, you for having th- me. Thank you for traveling so far. Yes, anytime. And thank you for taking off all your clothes. I do appreciate <laughs> that. Um, it w- wasn't necessary, but very appreciated. <laughs> you know, that's the exhibition exhibitionist in me. I will do that. So a um, couple of other things that, that we are doing, mm-hmm. and I'll have links, but uh, YouTube, do you want to talk any about that? Yeah, we have a YouTube channel. Go subscribe to it. So we are doing all kinds of things on our YouTube channel. Um, We are doing reviews for different products, and we have some sex toy things up there. We have some lingerie stuff up there. Um, I'm reading bedtime stories and that has actually been incredibly popular. So I, I, I was just looking today. We had another request for when is the next bedtime story coming out <laughs> soon, soon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really fun too. Um, cause again, I, I'm a big fan of books. And so yeah. if, <laughs> if people are going to listen to a book, then I, I'm all for like whatever gets people, mm-hmm. um, literature in their hands. Right. <laughs> Wait, does Kyle Cannon count as literature? Yes. Fine literature. It's just fine, fine literature. Everybody should go out to your local libraries <laughs> and your school boards school. and insist God. they purchase Kyle Cannon. <clears throat> <laughs> well, okay, maybe not that. Ma- maybe but. not. Maybe not. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we want to thank everybody out there. And Lily, do you have any anything else you want to add? No, no. Um I, I really, I really love doing this. And so definitely contact us and, um, you know, we'll work with you and, um, we just, we really just want to get this off the ground. So I'm, I'm loving reading books and I'm loving reading them out loud. So please contact us and, and set us up with some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, immediately following our sign off here, I will have, uh, the audio files from a couple of books that Lily has done. So you get a chance to listen to them. And then next weekend's show is going to be Aaron's Erotic Adventures. Um, so as another promotion of my lovely wife, Lily. So. Oh, that's right. I also read Aaron's Erotic that's Adventures. That's right. <laughs> we missed that one. <laughs> she was looking at me dumbfounded, like, why would you be doing that? Oh, but, yeah, but we, I read that. So anyway, signing off for tonight. Thank you, everybody. Um, thanks for listening. And please pass the word around to your friends. Like and subscribe to us on Facebook, on um, YouTube. Well, like and subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And then just like us everywhere else. Yeah. So We love you. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Kyle. And before we finish tonight's episode, I wanted to come back and tell you which of the Uh, samples we were going to share. So these are all retail audio samples that you can find on ACX. You can actually find the full story on ACX, but this is what they would let you listen to. So the very first one is from the Succubus Queen. The next one is from Genetic Match, which is a book Lily talked about uh, that she did for Eileen Tremel. Then Amber's uh, Erotic Possession, and finally, Sharon's Punishment. So you'll get to hear Lily and how she handled each of those very different stories. Thanks again, and please tell your friends and family about our podcast. I am free. I've been trapped in this land for centuries. Here they called me dear woman and feared my appetites. They bound me through primitive ritual, allowing only one chance to escape. Amber was forced to the balcony and stared down on the mess the wind created in the foyer. The voice chuckled in her head gleefully. 
Amber, recalling the tales of past deaths in the house, asked timidly, Will you kill me now? Lilith ignored the question. This night, the barrier between our realms is weakest. Until you came, I could possess for a time a flesh bag, but only for the night. The only way to break the curse was to defile a virgin here on this night. Her voice shrieked in mad laughter. Kill you? No. Your fear and desire are like a fine wine. Over the centuries, I killed the others I possessed in rage, as they were good for just the night. But you? No. You are special. I've taken you and shall keep you. Amber was allowed to shiver in fear as Lilith laughed long and deep. Now I need to feel flesh once again. Morning sunlight streamed through the open front door as the creature walked her down the stairs. Mmm. Columbia sounds like the perfect place for me to feed. So many horny young bodies. Your roommate and her boyfriend will be the perfect morsels. The voice paused as she stopped Amber's body on the porch to stare into the dark gray skies. I am Lilith, mother of all succubi, and I shall have my pleasures. Amber wailed in helpless, silent terror as she felt the creature's plan unfold in her mind, a scream that seemed to spur on the waning storm as the wind howled anew around the old house. Taylor squatted in front of me. His deep blue eyes bore into me. You're experiencing nausea, dizziness, disorientation? How did he know? I said nothing. Burrell leaned in. His warmth felt good. I took a deep, steadying breath. They smelled like fresh-cut grass, cherry pie, and the earthy scent after a hard rain from home. Their scent filled me and pushed away all the symptoms he described. See? I'm fine, I told myself. Being annoyingly honest, my inner voice said, Right. You are experiencing the early stages of impregnation, Taylor said. Get out, I said, leaning away from him. You're telling me after one night you think I'm knocked up? Burrell did not know I was on the station, Taylor said. A year ago, we agreed to travel for a year before we went searching for our female mate. He wasn't supposed to arrive for another three or four days, Burrell said. Neither was I. We didn't look for each other. I'm not, I said. Anita, my beautiful Anita, Burrell said, rubbing his hand up and down my arm. The young woman driving the SUV wouldn't have been recognized by her parents, or for that matter, her professors back at Mizzou. Black nail polish over long, sharp, fake nails, black lipstick, and long hair, also dyed black, contrasted with her deathly pale skin. She glanced into the rearview mirror and caught a glimpse of herself before returning her eyes to the road. Amber wriggled in her seat, a satisfied grin pulled at her thin lips. No. Nobody would recognize the normally bookish girl she usually saw peering back at her in the mirror, nor would they begin to believe her plans for the night. She wriggled again in the seat as she thought of the toy sitting in her bag. The anticipation of what was to come made her wet and flush with excitement. I better be careful. I can feel my panties getting soaked. I can't let these guys know. She smiled again as she thought of her friend's reaction when she picked them up for this little trip. She surprised herself with how much she enjoyed their reactions. Normally, she did everything possible to avoid being the center of anyone's attention, and wouldn't be caught dead in makeup or without her glasses. 
but tonight was special. Amber white-knuckle gripped the steering wheel of her Escalade as it bounced down the poorly kept gravel road. Those black-painted nails made a stark contrast to the cream-colored leather of the wheel. Despite the chill air coming in from her partially open driver's window, she felt a small bead of sweat form on her upper lip. The anticipation of what she hoped was to come was almost more than she could bear. Sharon lay on the couch, propped up on one arm, a glass of hot buttered rum warming her hands. The drink was a soothing comfort against the cold wind pelting the living room window with rain. She stared absently at the TV. Another incessant Gordon Ramsay cooking show played as she nervously checked her watch for the tenth time in the last half hour. Where the hell are they? She muttered in a worried tone before turning her gaze back to the TV. Sharon's attention was drawn, against her will, to the weather ticker running along the bottom of the screen. The predicted ice storm was due to hit their area in less than an hour and had been upgraded to a winter weather warning. As a native of the Midwest, particularly the suburbs of St. Louis, she was well aware of the problems ice brought. Power outages and worse, the slick roads that MoDOT took forever clearing. She pulled her green silk robe closer and listened to the sound of the rain as it pattered on the window. The thin robe and matching nightie were part of the fun she planned for her husband, Brent, when he got back from his trip. The silk was not good for keeping out the cold, but it was incredibly sexy, she thought as her hand rubbed against a nipple made hard by the chill and her arousal. Sharon reluctantly pulled her hand away, knowing that if she started playing, she would quickly reach a point where she couldn't stop herself. Speak seductively.